Hey guys, happy Wednesday and welcome to season two of the Drive Through Moms podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Nitcher. I've always had a huge heart for moms and their lifelong job of raising children, their struggles, joys, and experiences that are so often 100% different from my own. Each week we get to hear the story of an ordinary mom serving her family, community, and the Lord in amazing ways. Seeing the gifts and talents of others and watching how God has worked in their life inspires me daily. We are all in this motherhood game together, and I believe we can benefit immensely from listening and encouraging each other through what God has done in our own lives. What a privilege it is to share these amazing women with you. I'm so glad you're here. Here we go. Hey, friends. Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Drive Through Moms podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Nitcher. Today, I'm so excited because we have one of my most favorite people, a very sweet, fun friend um, that I've worked with in the past, Miss Kimberly Bailey. Hey, Kim, thanks for being on. Hey, Lynn. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it is exciting. It's fun. I know. So before we kind of get into what we want to talk about and um, have you share a little bit about um you know, your life and where you're coming from with your family and your jobs. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how we met. I don't know how you remember all of those years, but um, my first memory of you um, was when we worked together at a school here in our town in McKinney Mm -hmm. and um, met you there and just kind of knew you from, you know, the position that you held at school. And I didn't really know much about it at the time. But then I didn't really get to know you until we showed up at a drill team booster club meeting, right? Um, <laughs> for the girls, which was a whole new ball game to me, um, and got to know you a little bit there uh, in drill team. And so those for me with uh, Lacey in high school and Kendra were just I have to admit some of the most fun high school moments, um, (laughs) even though they were probably a little drama filled from time to time, Um, (laughs) but I loved going to football games with you and going on trips with you. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my, my version. I don't know what your version is, but that's kind of my version of when we met. Right. Cause I, I, I had almost forgot about us working together at our school, but yes, we did work together at the little school. And then, um, yes, I remember meeting you at the um, Booster Club um, Marquette meeting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Lacey, Lacey had been on the team already. I, I, I don't remember if they made it the same year. or She had gone on, I guess she got sophomore year. First okay. year she danced her first year and took some classes that wasn't sure about it. But yeah, so she was a sophomore and I guess their girls are a year apart. So, uh, right. I don't know where they were, but, um, right. but I just know that those were super fun. fun yes, girl. Those, those Friday night live games, <laughs> <laughs> listening to the band. <laughs> Listen to the band and texting you, like, where are you? Are you watching this? And what's going on? And, um, (laughs) but those are fun. I think those are fun moments that moms get to experience and go to different events and be a part of, even if you know that every meeting you go to is probably, you already knew everything and you weren't going to learn a whole lot new. I still think those things are important because you learn the people and you get to know the people that are in your kiddos lives. Um, 
And especially if you do what we did for a uh, New York City trip. Oh, my God. I was looking at pictures the other day, Lynn. It's been how many years now? But I can like, if I close my eyes, I can remember the green lady. Remember her? (laughs) And the snow. Oh, my God. We got snowed in. Get snowed in and stuck with 60 girls in Manhattan. And remember how I couldn't wait to get to Harlem. Oh, my God. Y'all didn't want to go with me, but I couldn't wait to get to Harlem. (laughs) No, no. And what's funny was... um, when it's funny to see things through different people's eyes and different perspectives, because like when we went to the different things at night and we went to blue man group and I remember you, we all came out. I was like, that was so fun. I thought that was just (laughs) fun and whatever. And then we go outside and you're like, that's the dumbest thing. I I hated it. You're like, no, thank you. Not a fan of blue man. Oh, that's Did you like, what did we go see? We saw, um, what play did we see? Did we go see Lion King? King? So did you like that? I did enjoy that, but I had okay. seen it like three other times prior. But I must say that was probably the best yeah. performance I had seen. So, and I, yeah. I, you know, Blue Man was not that bad, but it was just like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that for all that money. Well, I wanted yeah. to see something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know when you're there taking care of girls and stuff, which was fun, and you were wanting yeah. to go and be a part of being around them. And um, but yeah, and it was really about them anyway, and they loved it. So yeah, hey. I know for sure they loved it, and freezing our tails off on uh, Ellis Island when we went mm. and all that <laughs> stuff. But but those are good times and good uh, good opportunities to get to be around your kids and be around their friends and get to know Definitely. other moms and stuff. So. I totally love all of that. Um, so before we go on into any other stuff, go ahead and tell me a little bit about, so you grew up in Michigan, right? I grew up in a small town called Saginaw, Michigan. It's a country Western song in Saginaw, Michigan. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. You, I, do you listen to country? I do, girl. I listen to all music, okay? Oh I, and I used Good to be really you. bad. I'm more now into just like my gospel and yeah. But, um, yes, I, I do. I enjoy all music. So, um, but yeah, Saginaw, Michigan is where I grew up. And, um, then I went to college in Mississippi and that's where I met the love of my life, Mr. Bailey. He's pretty great. (laughs) I think so. I think he is. I'm going to keep him. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, we have one daughter. She is a student at OU right now working on her master's. And we're really proud of her. Wow, that's awesome. And I'm the oldest of three girls. And my mom is living here in Texas now. And I'm very excited about that. And um, yeah, I work every day. I work for a program um, here in Collin County. Very blessed to have the job that I have. I like it a lot. Yeah. And uh, I attend church in Plano, Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church, very active member at that church. And uh, I love McKinney. I'm so thankful to God that um, he allowed us to find this place called McKinney, Texas. I wish I would have um, been born and raised here. I'm, I'm a fan of McKinney. Yeah. And so... uh because yeah. Michigan's a lot different from Texas, especially in an environment. I mean, I, I can't. Did Michigan get as hot as it does here? In the oh, summer? never, never. Okay, okay. Now we did. We had humidity, you know, and it it may have felt like, but this heat in Texas, 
Oh my God, I love it, but it's something different. <laughs> it's some kind say, of different. <laughs> I was going to say, because sometimes people come from different, um, you know, climates and, and miss where they came from. But Mm-mm. so that's fun to know. And I know we, we've been, oh, no. we've been <laughs> in McKinney since, I guess, well, Lacey was two, so 23 years. Okay. And, um, yeah, and I grew up in Dallas, so I grew up in South Dallas, and we moved here when she was two years old. Um, but I love, I love it. Even as big as it's gotten, um, it doesn't seem big to me. It still right. feels very small town, like the downtown McKinney Historical Square. It still yes. feels like that to me because it's small. Um, but so your mom's here, and are your sisters here? Are they still in Michigan or? So I have one sister in okay. Benton Harbor, Michigan, and she's teaching. This is her 30th year, and I'm. she's supposed to retire and move to Texas sometime in June. I'm so excited about yeah, that. Yeah, cool. Yes, and then I have my younger sister. Her and her family live in um, Powder, Spring, Powder Springs, uh, Georgia. Okay. And she has no intention on moving to Texas, but she will be <laughs> visiting very soon. <laughs> Oh, but, I don't know. Yeah. It's nice to have your mom close too. Um, oh yeah, because especially like we've always lived close to my parents, um, and they're you know they only live about fifteen minutes from here. So especially the older I get and the older they get, it is nice mm-hmm. to be able to be um, just not far to be able to drive. Especially if you're in somewhere like Dallas, where you typically have to go an hour to go many places just because the Metroplex is so big, but to have some, have them in your neighborhood where you can go and drop by and check on them and see them, I I think is such a big deal. Um, So when you were in school, so you studied nutrition and then, um, so you started out, I know when we were working together in the school district, you were working um, as a community in schools, right? So CIS representative at our school. Yes. I was the campus manager. Okay, so what was what all did that entail? Because I think a lot of that plays into your love of people and your love of of helping and giftedness in that area of wanting to help people that you're around. Obviously, you know now with working with WIC as well. But what? Yes. How did you get started in in that? So I can't. Okay, so I think yes, I was doing home child care. And I love that. I love taking care of the babies and and the babies, the first babies that I started with, they had all become of age to go to school. And I was still home with Kendra. And then Ken got laid off. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we got to do something here. And I needed to go back to work. So I prayed and I asked God, you know, what is it that I can do, you know, to help my family here? But I also need to, you know, be able to be a mom so I could be supportive to my child. And so two opportunities um, God allowed me to, he presented me with CPS, Child Protective Services. I had applied. They responded. Communities and schools, CIS. So I prayed and I said, God, here are my options. Which one? (laughs) Yeah. And I was led to communities and schools, and I was um, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I, I really didn't know what to expect. I had had um, some experience. I had actually I was a substitute teacher for a couple of years before I um, got married and moved to Texas. 
and got in um, to food inspection. So um, it was going to allow me to be at a school and have the same school hours as Kendra. And so I was like, yes, I can do this, you know. Yeah. Which and it was so like the best thing to a mom, right? Oh, yeah. To be able to have oh, yeah. the same, same hours or at least hours that are somewhat conducive to being around your kids after school. Exactly. And so uh, I started at an elementary school. I stayed there about, I opened up that communities and schools. I was at that program for, I don't know, four, five years. And then the school that we worked at together, it was a brand new school. And I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I get a chance to be with the babies again. That's all Mm -hmm. I was thinking about. And I went over and met that principal and you know how amazing she was. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh yeah, I'll accept this program here because they didn't, everything was new there. And so I kind of filled her in as to what we do in communities and school. You know, we we support the school, academics, um, community resources. And I had already um, met some amazing people in the community that supported me at the elementary school. When I told them I was going to Lawson, they were like, hey, we're going with you wherever you go. And I was like, thank you, God. Oh, my God. Because I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously, these people literally... They supported me at the elementary school and then they followed me to um, Lawson. And it was just so amazing because because of their support, you know, from those churches, um, we were able to provide to the students at Lawson so much. And then um, because I worked with them and they were so faithful, I, 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 um, I had this ability to go out to the community and and um, let them know what our program stood for. And there were some businesses in the community that said, OK, well, we can help you do that, you know. And so I was just so thankful to God that, you know, the the businesses that um, that received um, what we were doing to want to help our program. And so that's what helped me be, um, I feel like, successful in that program to be able to service so many families and the teachers and the students at that school, you know, because of the people, um, the community support that I had in doing that job. So I know with, um, from the, from the classroom side, seeing what you guys did, um, that we would come across a kid that seemed like they had a need, whether it was, you know, we were identifying, okay, they're coming in hungry or mm-hmm. they don't have shoes or mom says they have this or whatever. I was always amazed um, in your room because when I would go in your office and which was really a classroom and you had cabinets and cabinets just full of things that um, I guess these churches or people that you worked with in the community had donated to make sure that the kids in our school, which, you know, we had kids in there anywhere from, um, you know, the early Head Start babies all the way up through the older pre-K kids. So um, it was cool to watch you be able to navigate and kind of be that liaison between the community and the schools and the families to be able to provide physical needs, which meant if there were some physical needs met, then they were more likely to probably come to school, Mm -hmm. um, which is why we were there in the first place to help kind of bridge that gap before they got to kindergarten. Um, but I love watching, you know, you kind of navigate and just like, yeah, they're hungry. Hey, let's get them, make sure we get them on the, the backpack. You know, you were always big on bringing in backpacks for the kids that had like the weekend food. Yeah. Um, that kind of helped, 
those kids that might not get a meal or, or a steady meal maybe over the weekend. Um, but I love that. So you went from CIS to now you're working for WIC. Um, and so I don't know if you want to talk about that or what you do at WIC and what's that, how that's different or kind of what the program is about. I'm not super familiar with it other than like I've seen, you know, at the grocery store, how things are labeled with that exactly. label. But honestly, that's about the extent of my knowledge. So I don't know if you want to even share about what that, what that really looks like. Sure. So I'm a new nutritionist with the uh, Collin County WIC program and WIC stands for women, infant and children. It's a supplemental food program. And we provide, um, we provide a lot of services for pregnant moms, um, children under the age of five, Um, a mom that had maybe had a miscarriage, she can also be on the program. Um, It's income-based. It's an income-based program. And it provides a really good resource for the moms and the children um, that need the program. Okay. And, you know, in the times that we're in right now, there is a need. Yeah. And so, um, but we do a lot of other things like we have nutrition education classes, um, breastfeeding support. We provide breast pumps. We help mom with um, alleviating the barriers to breastfeeding. Um, It's just a lot to the program. And it's a really good program. You know, we provide the, um, they get a little card, like a debit card with food, with food packages on the card. And it's uh, monthly help for moms and their children. You know, I just talked to a friend of mine um, a couple episodes back that works for Head Start. And I knew she had worked for him for a long time, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really know a lot about it. Um, And so it was interesting to hear and kind of, I've mentioned this before too, but it's cool to see how God in my mind, in my experience is bringing a lot of this stuff together, even just for me, programs and things that are out there that I never really even understood or knew existed or how they weave together um, Mm -hmm. because of a group that Reggie works with that works with some foster care kids here in McKinney and um, kids that have aged out of foster care um, and how that intertwines with um, moms and some of these young moms that are pregnant that um, are just aging out of foster care. And so programs that are available to them like Head Start and WIC. And so it's cool to hear um, paths that God has put people on, friends of mine, and the ways that they serve Him and help through different programs that are available. And I think a lot of it is just maybe a lack of education on my own Mm -hmm. part, right, of not knowing of some of these things that are available and exist. But anyway, so I think that's cool that I get to hear and learn about some of these and that you've been such a part of where God's led you. Um, and obviously your own family and the families that you work with and moms and children has been a big part of that. Um, in leading you to, you know, what maybe what started out is like, I need to help my own family financially. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd be able to spend time with my own daughter while she's little and and help and be home and, and take care of her and around, with her school schedule. Um, but it's cool to see God put to put those things together, you know, yes. and where you start out maybe in one thing and how it, it works in the next job and the next job um, in order to help you, but also to fulfill what he has for you at the same time. Um, exactly. To use my gift. I feel yeah. like it's a gift. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's not an easy task to work with people. And then not only to work with them, but you got to have that compassion. You got to have that heart. You know, you got to love people when they don't love you, when they don't even like you, when they disrespect you, yeah, <laughs> when they don't appreciate you. But because I know that this is what God requires of me, I have to do it and I have to like what I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just I'm thankful to God that I'm able to to serve. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that about you. And and it also takes, um, you know, you've always been someone in my life that can speak truth and yeah. and be able to speak it and, and do it in, in a way that you know comes from love. And yet sometimes you have to be able to, to talk to somebody in a way that maybe isn't what they want to hear, but you're okay saying it. You're like, this, right. is, this is how it is. This is what the truth is. And this is what we need to, this is how we can help. Um, and this is what's important, but I love that, that the desire and the heart that you have based on something that God laid on your heart a long time ago, it's cool as your friend to be able to watch you be obedient to that and kind of how that ties into your family life, but also into your work life. Mm-hmm. That is a seed that you're planting in other people's lives, not to get too gushy mushy, but I love that about you. So <laughs> I'm trying. Thank you, girl. I appreciate yeah, it. I love it. No, I love that about you, but so since you're so, um, like a lot of us, very much in tune with their family and that family is such a big deal, I know one thing that I've always was so impressed um, that I've heard from you through the years is your love of your family and your extended family to the point of this concept of yearly family reunions, or I don't know, are they every year or are they every other year? So I want to get into all the family reunion talk because it so intrigues me because I just, I don't see that anymore um, in this day and age, at least not in my circles. Um, So tell me a little bit about the family reunion side of of your family, what that looks like and how really you got started. Because I know as a believer coming from where you're coming from and, um, how God plays such a vital part in your own life that, you know, the Bible talks about honoring your father and mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen you do that in your own indiv- in immediate family. Um, but that love of family is so big in you. So just tell me about where this whole family reunion thing started. So the family reunion thing started when I, it, it was before I was even born. My, um, my mom, family, my mom's family, there um, there were 12 of them, and they're from a small town, Carthage, Mississippi. And so my grandmother and her brothers started having these get-togethers. And um, it would be like, oh my God, in the backyard. And people would, the people would be everywhere. And it was all family. And it was just mostly the pe- the family that lived in Michigan. So I had family in Detroit, Michigan, Jackson, Michigan, Lansing, Michigan, um, Saginaw, Flint. And so we would all get together. And my grandmother, she was a hunter and she would go hunting and fishing. And when I tell you we had squirrels and rabbits, and I know people may not want to hear about that. But, no, my son-in-law would be all over that. My son-in-law, he's a squirrel person. Yeah, my grandmother and her brothers, they did all of that. And so there would be um, at these get-togethers, and they would go from like, we probably had like four a year. 
were, you know, just that that group of family would get together. And we were having these big cookouts and it was fish frying and there were coons and rabbits roasting and we just had fun, girl. And we were laughing and playing and all the cousins were together. And um, I had an uncle. He passed away about three years ago, but he was determined to make this, you know, where we would do it. Um, We would choose a state where we'd have our reunions and everybody would come together. But in between having these reunions, we decided that we wanted to always um, go back home, which is in Mississippi. That would be the home state. So um, when you choose to have the reunion, it's on you to plan the whole weekend because we usually do a three-day situation. And you always got to have a fish fry because they love fish. And then activities that next day. And then we have our business meeting. Um, we have a family scholarship. And we have our um, our church service. Sometimes we visit churches. It just depends on where we go. When I hosted here in Texas, of course, I was all about the Texas, the, re- the rodeo, the good food, um, <laughs> the sites downtown. Um, what's the place where they used to um, have Dallas? What was that place? Oh, South, Fork. South Fork. I was like, we got a tour of South Fork. Um, we did the rodeo. I can't remember whatever, but they visited my church in Shiloh. But there was a time when we had a um, reunion in Ohio. We went to the um, Planet Holly. No, I can't remember the name of that House of Blues, and they had praise and worship and a gospel brunch. Um, We sometimes have a hotel ballroom where we have our own church service because I have ministers in my family. I have choir members. I have the deacons. I got the whole church in my family. (laughs) So we can have our own service. But um, family is... So when you say you guys have a business meeting and a scholarship, mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure how long it went over. So I knew you had done like multiple days. Mm-hmm. So you pick, so basically if it's your year, so like when you and Ken did it for here in mm-hmm. Dallas, you pick the activities, um, you pick the location, a hotel. If, do people stay in a hotel? I mean, do y'all do like t-shirts and food? And how, I mean, how does that work? Because I know even trying to get, and I'm going to throw my family under the bus, but trying to get my family together is just, it's difficult in just coordinating schedules, number one. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at, you know, travel expenses and those kinds of things. How do you convince that many people? And I want to know about like, really, how many people really come, but how do you convince that many people to use their vacation time or if it's over a weekend, I guess you're not really using vacation and then putting money aside. I mean, that's a lot of work it to is. plan, but what does that look like? So the host family, like, so when Ken and I hosted, we prayed about it, of course, and everything fell into place. So you get to, I, since I'm hosting, I get to decide what our t-shirt, we already have a family color. Pretty much it's black and gold. But there are some years when they will change it. Like when we went to Georgia, the peach state. So the the T-shirt looked like Georgia. It had a peach and it was the color of uh, of a peach. Um, But so you can change the colors because you're the host family. So 
what I did is I called around to all the places that I wanted to go and I kind of put it on paper how it would look on Mon- on Friday. We're going to, to do the meet and greet at the hotel. And I talked to the hotel to see how much that was going to cost. And then I called the Mesquite Rodeo. How much are the tickets? And of course, when you buy in big groups, uh, you know, you may get a little a little more off. Discount here and there. Exactly. So and how many people were you talking like when y'all had it here? How many people came, you think? So I think when we hosted, it was 225. <laughs> I think we have had the least amount, I think, has been 150-ish. I mean, that's a big event, right? Yeah, that's- but we look forward to it, girl. Like, sure. So in June of last 2020, we were supposed to be in Mississippi. But, of course, because of the pandemic, we had to cancel. So next summer, we're supposed to do our um, reunion in Mississippi. But after you put everything together, then you got to come up with a price. Um and so after, you know, everybody pays for their own hotel, but I chose, the, it used to be the Harvey Hotel. That's where our, um, that was our hotel for the weekend I um, hosted. And then, like I said, we did the rodeo and it's some things that the whole family does. And then there are other things, like I had a friend that was a golfer. So he took all the men that wanted to go golfing he took them to some of the really nice courses here in um, Collin County. Um, I had shoppers. And so I had a friend that allowed that uh, she took care of the people that wanted to go shopping. And they took a bus over to the Galleria. And I don't know what other mall they went to because I had to stay at the hotel headquarters. So but I used some of the movie. friends. I all used friends the to help us with um doing all these events. Cause if it hadn't been for my friends and my church family, we wouldn't have been able to do it ourselves. I mean, cause it does take some extra people, you know? Well, especially if you've got that many people and you're talking 200 and 250 people. Yes. I mean, and nobody big- complained, nobody, they had a ball, even if it wasn't something that they really wanted to do because it was in Texas and it was, you know, something different. Everybody just chimed in. And those that didn't want to, they got to go to their room or they could do their own thing. But there are some things you have to attend. You can't, you don't get a chance to miss it. I love that because I, I, I know growing up, we always went to, so my dad's family's from Kentucky. And Mm -hmm. so we would take, um, since he was in education and my mom was a teacher, we had the summers available when he had time off. And so we would go to Kentucky for two to three weeks and stay and go see my grandmother. Um, and my dad was the baby out of nine. And so Mm -hmm. we would, they usually had a family reunion then in the summers with my grandmother and all the aunts and uncles and cousins. And we loved it. It was the only time we got to see our kids, you know, I mean, our cousins and other family right. members and stuff. And I have amazing memories of those. And I'm friends with all those people on Facebook, but I don't ever see them. I probably have one cousin that I see that comes to Texas every now and then, and I haven't been back. Um, and the sad thing is my, you know, my children don't know the majority of that side of the family. And they know mm-hmm. some of my mom's side, but um, 
But I love the idea of getting everybody together on a regular basis because really you just planned, like we just had a wedding, right? We had 250 people. Well, not quite that many, almost. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of work for six months to right. plan that. So you just planned a small, small wedding. So who knew all those years in booster club planning events and trips and <laughs> fundraisers and stuff mm-hmm. like that was going to come <laughs> in handy for family. But I'm telling you, girl, I'm telling you. Well, what do you think is one of the biggest things that you've seen as a positive? I mean, I can think of a lot, but um, what's your favorite part um, about the whole process, whether you planned it or not? But just when you know it's coming, what do you think has been the biggest impact on you personally, much less Kendra and Ken? I I think it's just being able to see the family that I haven't seen or that I don't always talk to because there are some that I talk to all the time and just hearing what has changed, what's going on in each other's lives, you know, and then being able to share like um, the, the exciting things like cousins that are graduating from college. Like in our family, we have 20 plus family members that went to the same university And so we've already started having these mini little get-togethers, like at homecoming at this college, Alcorn State University in Lorman, Mississippi. So before the pandemic, about 40 of us got together at homecoming, and we tailgated, and we had a blast, and then we invite friends. So that's kind of one of the things in our family we're like seeing how many of us can get another family member to go to this university. And we have other family members. There's three or four of them that have went to the same college. So they're always trying to compete with us that have went to Alcorn mm-hmm. State University. And then within our family, there um, there is a sorority and a fraternity that um, pretty much everybody that, that goes to college go, pledges into this sorority or this fraternity. And so we have family competitions, but it's fun, you know, and the thing about it, what, oh, this is what I really enjoy about it is that now our kids are ready to start carrying the torch of trying to plan these reunions, Mm -hmm. trying to go to the colleges that the moms and the, the uncles and the great older family members have attended. I just think it's so, to me, it's just like so exciting. Which cousin's child will go there next? Right. You know, and so I just love that about my family, you know. And then we we love each other, you know. We're there for each other. And our kids are getting to know each other, you know. I think that's one part of when your kids get older is to see – them interact with each other as adults is completely yes. different than them interacting as children. And mm-hmm. as they become friends and stay in touch. Um, I know one of the girls that um, Reggie's family is from Lubbock. And so one of the nieces in Lubbock is the same age as Amanda, our oldest. And so there's three girls that are all about the same age, but to see them now as um, adults and married, and one of them is on her second baby and, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's so sweet to see, um, you know, how I can still look at them and see their little baby face, you know, their little kindergarten face. Yes. Um, <laughs> when I look at them as a 28, 29 year old adult, and yet um, just to see how God's used their friendship even oh, yeah. now than what it was like when they were kids. And um, 
you know, I will say she, we have this one niece, like I said, that, um, we were really close to when the girls were growing up. And so she would come and go on vacation and stuff with us. But, um, tell me a little bit about the, the family scholarship. What is that? So if you have this whole weekend and you go on these different events and somebody's mm-hmm. planned it, which sounds lovely, I would love that. Um, but you have a business meeting. What, what does the business meeting entail and what, what's the family scholarship part? Cause I, I mean, I get the, the church service part of it, which I bet is a blast. It is. Um, <laughs> I bet that's a blast. Okay. I don't know if I told you this ever, but when we went, my mom and I and my sister-in-laws, we went to New York city a few years ago mm-hmm. over Easter weekend. And I thought about, thought about you the whole time we were there because I was like, that was the last time I had been there was when we went with the girls. Right. And, um, we went, my mom, you know, was a history teacher and that. So we went, did all the history things and we went to two or three shows. And, but one of my sister-in-laws was like, I want to go to the Brooklyn Tabernacle. And I was mm. like, okay. And so we went to the Bro- Brooklyn Tabernacle and saw their Easter program because we were wow. there over Easter weekend. And it was phenomenal. I had never experienced an usher mm-hmm. in the audience, like a okay. woman usher. Yeah. Um, and so if anybody got their phone out, they were like, uh-uh, girl, turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they would just walk right up to you and stare at you and wait till you put it away. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> but it was, it was so good. And um, But anyway, so I'm sorry for that aside note. But so <laughs> tell me about the, the business meeting and the scholarship versus the church service part of the weekend. So the business meeting can tell many things. Mostly we talk about like, so after everybody pays their family, kind of like your dues and pay for your, pay your bill off. Um, sometimes there's extra money. And so that money goes to the next host family. Um, we, we have a, so in Mississippi, there is a cemetery where our family, um, a lot of family members are buried. And so they may talk about, you know, spending money to go into the cemetery with flowers or, you know, whatever they do at the um, cemetery, family cemetery. Um, And then, of course, like I said, scholarships. So we do we have a set amount that we need to give. And sometimes we don't always give it. So you may have to make up the money that you need to give. But um so one time we did a raffle for um, a quilt that was made. Um, we've had um, 50-50 raffles to raise scholarship money. But it's how we um, celebrate our graduates in the family. Usually we have anywhere from, I would say, three to five. And we try to do high school and the college graduates. So we'll talk about that. And um so then everybody gives money as yes. part of the scholarship so that when these kids graduate, they're getting something from the family. Okay. That helps yes. them with their college cost or whatever. Exactly. Okay. I got you. And then um, business meeting. I'm trying to, oh, where the next reunion will be. We'll kind of talk about that. Or someone may come and give a presentation as to why it should be held in and, uh, wherever. Like I remember cousins from Milwaukee, they came with a presentation all about their state, why we would vote to have it in Milwaukee. And of course they won because they did a really great um, presentation. 
So but all everybody of that like brings everybody brings their presentation in like, like school. You know, you're going to have this presentation, and then everybody votes on basically where it's going to be next. Exactly, and, and some years do you don't year? have any. Yeah, it's every other year. Some years okay. you don't have competition. Some years, you know, they're like, "Oh no, we want to do it in Mississippi again or whatever." But I love yeah. it. So, how long did it take you to plan it? Then, if you guys did it like a year, a year in advance, then so you had a year to plan it, roughly. Yes, Ken and I literally started January of the, I think January the year before. And like some things you can't book too far in advance, so you kind of have to wait. But we already knew, you know, the events we wanted to do, the places we were going to see. And um, we just put it together. And it it really wasn't that hard. I think the hardest part was just making sure, keeping in mind, of, you know, we got from babies to I think the oldest family member is about 90 plus. So you got to keep all of that in mind, you know, because you want to keep them all entertained. And like my nephews, they'll always say that was just for the older people. What about us? So we always got to keep in mind what we're going to do for the kids, the teenagers, you know. So So you guys, are y'all going to be doing something this next year or this coming summer since last year with COVID was kind of a wash and nobody got to do much of anything? No, we're not doing this summer. Next summer, we're going to Mississippi to um, Biloxi, if I'm not mistaken, Gulfport or Biloxi, Mississippi. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that'll be a big one after two years of not having. Oh, yeah. Not having. (laughs) Definitely. Not having anything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, families are such a big part of God's design. And like I said, in honoring our parents and, mm-hmm. um, it's also just, you know, such a huge blessing, like I said, to see our kids and how they interact with each other. And, you know, I guess part of this comes from me of feeling a little regretful that my kids don't know my extended family as well. Um, but I just love the, concept of you guys doing this. And like I said, I just don't hear of people doing this very often and I miss it. And I'm, I'm thankful to get to hear of, of what you guys do and how, and knowing that it's, um, a lot of work and money or whatever put aside that it's, you know, the end result of being able to spend time with your family and cherish each other, learn more about what God's doing in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, gives you another opportunity to share about what he's doing in your own life and things that have happened over the last year or whatever. Um, but what are, you know, is there anything else that you would want to share about what, what those reunions have meant to you and um, maybe something that God's taught you along the way? I think, you know, it, it's, it's just about um, love. And I think that, by us getting together, you know, we're able to show that, but it, it, we always have to remember how much God loves us. And this is, I think he's pleased when we do this, you know, and I I don't know. I, I I keep thinking about this saying a family that prays together stays together. And I know that my grandmother, my great grandmother, she was a praying woman. I, the least little thing, girl. I remember my dad getting stung by bee, and she laid hands on him and prayed for him. I'm like, what? <laughs> it was like, the least little thing. Yeah. Yes, but but yes, to um, and I, it's just so important to me, family. Um, I, I don't know where I would be without you know being 
not being a part of the family that I am part of. They have been so supportive to um, to to everything to our to our whole lives. You know, me and my sisters growing up. Um, my mom, she was uh, she was the only child, so she was raised with actually her her mom's brothers and sisters as her sibling, and. Um, my uncles, they would be there like, you know, like my parents were there. Um, and they were, they just played such a big part in our lives. I mean, my I, the, there's an uncle and an aunt that were teachers. And, and I swear, so many people in our, so many young people in our families modeled their life after these two individuals. They both passed away recently, but um, because of them, so many um cousins are teachers and administrators and have a love for helping children, you know, because of these two family members. Right. And so it's just family is everything. But Lynn, I want to encourage you. It's never too late. Get your family together. You can do this and I will help you. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that because if anybody in the family really on both sides, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the planner in the family and the one that wants to try to get things together. And so, um, the thought of doing that and, and getting whether like my mom's family's from Oklahoma and my dad's family's all in Kentucky. But like I said, he's the baby of nine. And so all his brothers and sisters have passed away, but there's just tons of cousins. And, um, we had actually talked about this last year, mom was turning 80. And so we mm-hmm. were going to have this big birthday party and I was going to invite everybody down and then, you know, COVID and everything and we didn't get to do that but um so no I love the encouragement and the challenge because I think that's what has really been on my heart is just I don't you know I think is one of the things when my kids were little was um I didn't have a sister had two older brothers um and I really wanted my kids to be close Mm -hmm. and I'm like I I want them to grow up um see how much, first of all, the Lord loves them and how that God is always there for them is the number one thing and that they develop a relationship with him because of Christ and what he did for them. But I wanted them to know more than anything that we are always there for them and that they knew their sibling loved them, that the, that the girls were close and that they were close with their brother. Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes it's not always that way. And so, and I'm thankful that my, my kids are all very close. And, mm-hmm. um, but that's just something that I've always prayed for is that they would see that importance of, of our immediate family, but somehow break out past that break kind of that. Maybe, maybe that's a, I don't know. Maybe that's a modern day North Dallas. I have so many things to do that we fill our time sometimes with so many other things and engagements. And I mean, I would say that's true probably for us. When, when Lace was little, my parents always asked, Hey, let me take one of the girls to Kentucky or do y'all want to go to Kentucky? And we were like, Nope, Lace has gymnastics, Mm. you know? And Mm -hmm. there were just those years that those were my own things. But, um, I just know, especially in this last year of so many things being put on hold and so Mm -hmm. many things, um, taking a back seat or realizing what really, could wait versus what was really essential right. that became such a big deal is that family is just essential and God gave us our families to love and share. And um, so challenge accepted because I, yes. <laughs> I think I'm all about trying to figure out how to get everybody together. And I don't think it's anything other than nobody's done it. 
you know, it's not like nobody wants to do it. Everybody right. loves to be together and uh, and you can and you can start off small. Start with yeah. like maybe just one day or two days. We all meeting. We're all going to meet in Oklahoma because that's that's the next um, the next time I get an opportunity to propose to my family. I'm thinking Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. Oh my God! I can see the best reunion there because there's so much stuff to do. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I can't wait. I would love to be a little fly on the wall at one of your reunions. I think I'll that have would be to invite you. Blast. Yes, girl. I think that would be a blast. Well, yes. thank you so much for giving me some time and just being on to share about your special family. And I think yeah. you are so blessed, and your parents um, raised an amazing woman that huh. has just been a huge impact on the people here, especially in McKinney and in McKinney and the families that you serve, but, um, obviously to your family and extended family. So thank you for sharing and, um, kind of challenging me. So, um, I'll have to see what I can come up with. So I may be yes, hitting up girl, You can ideas. do it. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed this girl. I was so nervous, but Hey, we made no, it. It was fun. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. Well, thanks thank guys you. for listening to the drive through moms podcast. And until next week, happy Wednesday. Hey, y'all, I can't thank you enough for listening and want you to know that you have all been prayed for, for real. If you liked what you heard or it touched your heart in any way, I would so love for you to leave a great review on iTunes. But more than that, just share this with other moms that you know that might get something out of it. You can find more information about each of the episodes in the show notes, as well as our links to Instagram and the website at drivethroughmoms.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday.